Hey guys, welcome back to the Multidimensional Journey YouTube channel and the Multidimensional Journey podcast. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. Thank you guys so much for continuing to return back over and over again. Uh, and thank you for doing this work on yourself, for your intentions, and for everyone else that you will impact. Um, so I'm really excited about today's topic. Uh, today we're going to be talking about pre-vetting your sitter, your facilitator, your retreat center, questions to ask things to feel into in terms of your personal intentions for healing um, as I believe this all plays into officially your set your setting um, going into the experience we, we do want to be really mindful of not only the plant medicine or the psychedelic we're taking we do want to be just as mindful of who we're putting that care of ourselves into you know who are we giving some of that um, responsibility to because we are relying on these sitters facilitators and retreat centers to look after us in one way or another um, and we want to make sure that they're trained, that they're ready to hold um, big experiences emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. We want to make sure that they have training in the areas that we actually intend to transform, um, whether it's childhood trauma, whether it's um, just trauma you know, from other areas, um, whether it's medical, whether it's mental, whether it's spiritual. Um, I feel like they're all connected by the way, but it's like, I understand that when we come to these practices, we usually have something that is um, putting us in a, a disease. You know, we are not at ease with something in our mind, body, or spirit. So we just want to make sure that the people that we're working with, they have an understanding. And we get into all the details and how to do that in today's podcast and video. And today's podcast and video is actually a video from my newly released ayahuasca preparation course that was created with the beginner in mind and also the modern Westerner. You can check out the link below. It's available on a platform that I launched it on and it is very accessible. It is very um, affordable. I made it that way because I really do believe that this information is very important to get out there. Um, I would have loved this information before I started this path. It would have saved me uh, from <laughs> a lot of confusion and some other things. So uh, check out the link for that below and also check out the link for all my upcoming workshops, events, um, ways to work with me, breathwork events that I do, all of that down below. And if you want to personally support Ayahuasca to continue to help her grow and thrive, uh, check out the link down below. There's a link for a program called Adopt-A-Vine. And with your donation, each time you donate, it helps plant a new Ayahuasca vine. And with the rate that Ayahuasca is being consumed, she really would love our support and our help. So if you are interested in giving back, you can check out that link uh, down below. And without further ado, let's get into pre-vetting your sitter and I'll see you guys on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back. So in this video, we're going to be talking about pre-vetting your sitter or your retreat center and essentially co-creating your setting, which is really exciting. I really like this process. I find it very empowering. Um, you know, once again, like the whole point is to ensure that you don't feel like you need to go and just pick any retreat that's presenting or any facilitator that you get to be a mindful and conscious participant and you really get to decide what works for you. So we're gonna go over some things in this video that are gonna help you be discerning um, with who you're sitting with and you know where you're going and all these things and essentially what is gonna work best for you. So that's kind of where we do wanna start is first bringing that intention to the forefront and you know whatever your intention is, we wanna make sure that whoever we're sitting with, retreat center, group, local, non-local, one-on-ones, whatever, they're in alignment with what we're actually seeking. They actually have experience with what we're trying to um, heal. And they also approach their container in a way that feels safe and feels in alignment for us. So for example, if you're looking to heal, you know, childhood trauma or your inner child or abandonment, for example, um, making sure that whoever you're working with, your facilitators, they have experience with that. You know, that they have language for that, that they can carry a conversation around that. Um, 
and you know they have had people who worked with them closely you know i often like work with people and even my own experience that sometimes like um it really just depends on like what season we're in and where we're at but if we're trying to like heal these like really trauma with these really trauma informed needs and these and these intentions and we're going to retreat centers that don't really focus on that like if they're very um shamanistic and they don't have the language for any of that it can be kind of disorienting actually so um but say you've done a lot of that healing and you're very comfortable with inviting in um you like say you've done a lot of that work and you're like i want i'm looking for something different like i know i want to deepen my spirituality and i feel like what this retreat center and what they're about because there's many ways that ayahuasca is practiced from the shipibo context you know indigenous lineages all the way to people who are fusing it with mindfulness retreats with women's retreats um uh, Buddhism, uh, a bunch of stuff, everything really. I mean, like I said, there's no shortage of the experience that you're looking for out there. So, um, so this is really important. So say like, let's just say like, you know, I personally, like, I really want to work with ayahuasca, but I personally don't, uh, I'm just like, say, say I'm Bob. Bob is like, I want to work with ayahuasca, but I don't, I don't connect with the Shipibo contacts or I don't, I don't connect with the jungle. It just doesn't feel right. And so they, so Bob finds this place in Costa Rica. And they happen to utilize this Buddhist framework, you know, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I am a practicing Buddhist and I know that framework really well. I don't know anything about ayahuasca, but that feels good that they would combine that. That's like, I'm, I'm a true seeker and I want to go deeper in my spiritual practice. So this seems very fitting. So you kind of get what I'm saying. It's like, you really, you don't want to just choose something because you see it. You really want to feel into your own needs and values and, and culture and what you personally need for your own healing experience. Um, so there's, there's that part, right? And then you want to figure out the types of experiences they're offering. So for you, you kind of need to sit down and decide, like, do I want a one-on-one experience? Do I want a group experience? I personally like suggest for a first timer to work with, um, you know, one-on-ones. I think that's a great way to start because when you do group experiences, not only are you doing a brand new medicine, but there's so much energy in the room. So just keep that in mind, like the more novelty and the more factors involved, like you got to travel, you're meeting this new facilitator, you're taking this new medicine, you're meeting all these strangers. These are all things for the nervous system to calibrate. So you just got to keep all of that in mind that um, like, although this is very exciting and like putting all of this together, you also want to realize like, well, how is this going to affect my nervous system? And it's not from a fear place. It's just really listening and honoring your body. So just like really feeling into that. Um, so for you, yeah, just deciding like, do I, maybe you've done a ton of work and you're like, yeah, I feel ready for a a small group experience. I personally do not like large group experiences, you know, basically anything above 20, like I'm like, there's too many nervous systems and too much unpredictability. I ain't doing it. And a breathwork experience, that's fine. But with a hallucinogen, I say, "Mm, no, I'm good. But that is up to you ultimately. So you really, so once again, you really have to feel into like what feels the safest for me and what type of setting am I going to be able to actually unfold and blossom and surrender into you know, so is that going to be with someone one-on-one? Is that going to be with a small group experience? Um, all of these different things. So that's the next thing to kind of decide. So once you've kind of dialed in, like, what am I really looking for? Like, what is it? Now we can start searching, you know, personally, I, you know, if someone comes to me and they're like, this is the type of experience I'm looking for, you know, do you know any of them? I have some, you know, some channels that I can work through to help. Um, if you're interested in that, you know, we can talk more about that. I can't talk about it explicitly on here, but like, Um, so yeah, there's, you know, but oftentimes I just encourage my students to keep searching because I really do think this is a part of like a, a higher consciousness that's already working in this like pre-vetting and choosing process. I think like it's, it's such an important process process for the unique individual's journey that I really try not to get involved because, um, 
they just really got to feel good for you, not for me. So that's why I don't, I also don't, I try not to recommend, you know, it's really up to the student. Um, so as you research and you're kind of finding, you know, different places, the next process is to get on a phone call, right? And there's certain things you want to be looking for in your pre-vetting process. So number one, I do believe there needs to be like a reputable website that clearly states like some pretty important things, you know? Um, number one, their medical and mental health screening should be pretty ex ex uh, extensive. Extend I don't even know how to say that. It should be long. It should be thorough. And if this piece is missing, it is a red flag in my eyes. So like if someone, you meet someone, they're like, yeah, like let's do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they don't, they don't ask you to fill out any medical or mental health pre-screening. That is a red flag. Because I'm sure you already know this, but ayahuasca, above all the plant medicines and psychedelics, have the most like contraindications of all of them. You know, because of the hallucinogen component, because of the serotonin component, um, there's a lot of things. It affects your heart, affects your lungs, it affects your mind in ways that is not suitable for everyone. So, and if like, yeah, so that's how you keep someone safe. And if, if someone or something is not putting your safety at the forefront, you don't want to be working with them. And we have to remember that this is a very, I know it's a very fun process, but it's also pretty serious too. So just put that out there. The next thing that you will want to kind of do is hop on a call with somebody. Like you want to get on a Zoom call with somebody, you want to be able to talk to them on the phone and you want them to be able to answer all of your questions. I'll give you some questions that will be helpful to ask, but what you're really looking for is um, does your nervous system feel like they're trustworthy? Are they authentic? And do they feel safe? Um, and this is subjective, right? And so you definitely want to ask them about their training. You know, training comes in a lot of different ways with the ayahuasca path. It is a mixed bag out there. So, you know, especially with a lot of Westerners coming to this path and adopting it. Um, but you're really looking for somebody who's administered and has facilitated lots of journeys successfully you're looking for somebody who's had some sort of like self-development coaching framework, right? Whether that's through a shamanic perspective, whether that's through a transpersonal perspective, transpersonal psychology is like really in alignment with ayahuasca. Um, so shamanism, but um, basically somebody who knows how to work with expanded states of consciousness, but also our smaller parts or our younger parts. And they understand that the person that's presenting isn't one dimensional. There's many parts inside of here. And do you know how to work with all of them? You know, um, do you know? How, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to go, to, I can get on my soapbox. So what kind of training do you have? Oh, I've been trained in mindfulness and I did a life coaching program. I did Peter Levine somatic experiencing. I'd be sold after that one, but you're looking for some sort of mix of like someone who's worked with people, not just in the medicine space, not just in this like spiritual and shamanic context, but also understands like psychology and the nervous system and your anatomy and physiology. And I say this because I've worked with students who've come to me where they've come from these retreats where all they had was like this giant spiritual lens and there was no room for inner child work, uh, the nervous system. I see this over and over again. People are just being pushed and pushed and pushed in these experiences with no respect to, we got a nervous system that's holding a ton of memories. We got Anyway, see, I'm getting on my soapbox. So, um, so yeah, so back to it. Um, so they have training with the medicine. They have some sort of psychology training. Um, you're looking for those safety cues in your nervous system. Like basically like, you know, it's a full body. Yes. You know, um, other questions to ask is like, what do you guys do when someone starts having a disorienting experience in the ceremony? How do you guys handle that? It does happen. And that is what is at risk. If you decide to go into group experiences is that you can't control everyone's energy, but it's the facilitator's job to keep the energy like, um, contained, not suppressed. I'm not talking about suppressed, but we know how to work with everything that is coming up. So, 
So you definitely want to talk about that. You want to ask, what is your facilitator to participant ratio? This is important um, because if there's two facilitators and, you know, 20 to 30 people, that's a lot, right? Like, think about that. You know, if Bob's over here and Sally's over here, it's like, it's a lot of energy for them to hold. So it's like, you do want to see a good ratio. You know, you want to like, if there's five facilitators in the room for 20, that would make me feel a lot more comfortable versus two, you know? So, but it's up to you. This is all up to you, but these are just some just suggestions I'm making. Um, have they ever had any, you know, complaints or has anything ever happened? You do want to ask about that. Um, and any other questions that you feel like is important to you, you know, you really got to feel into that. Um, and the other piece um, that I was going to say in regards to the pre-vetting, it's, it's, uh, I'm losing it right now. I don't know where it went, but essentially, you know, after this phone call, like I would, I would encourage you like to call, oh, I got it. So I'll say it before I forget it. You want to talk to other people who've attended the retreat. I think that's one of, not the whole puzzle piece, but like a really good insight into what's happening, you know? And everyone has different experiences and cultural dynamics and like all this stuff. But, and that's why at the end of the day, it's really up to you because this is about your experience and it's about finding the right one. And, and at the end of the day, you know, it is like, it's so powerful to manifest an experience that you're like, because I wasn't willing to compromise on what I needed and my boundaries and my preferences, I manifested like the safest and most nourishing experience for myself. And that in itself is powerful. It truly is, you know, because all of that is inner work, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to say about that. Um, so at the end of the day, like you really want this full body ass, you want to have had interviewed, like, you know, a few places you could do more than that. It just depends on who you are and what journey you're on, but these are the things to be looking for. And it's really important, you know, because this is the person or the people that are going to be holding your experience, you know? So you really want it to, to fit what you desire. Um, so I hope you guys like this video and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's video and podcast. Thank you so much for just being here and thank you for all the work you're doing. Thank you for your intentions. And if you enjoyed this podcast or you enjoyed this YouTube channel or this video, please leave the podcast a rating or a review. And here on the YouTube channel, uh, hit that like button or subscribe. All these things really help me out in continuing to thrive both on the podcast and the YouTube channel. And if you're interested in the ayahuasca preparation course, be sure to check out the links below as well as ways to work with me, my upcoming workshops, my events, and also subscribing to my newsletter. Thank you guys so much again for being here and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.